Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the Believe in the Broncos podcast. I'm Chris Braden. With me, as always, the reason you tune in, Ray Crockett. Ray, how you doing today, buddy? I'm good, brother. How are you? I'm good. So we haven't talked in a couple of weeks. We haven't spoken. So we're going to start today on a high note. Denver Broncos head into Dallas and just put the beat down on the Dallas Cowboys. I got to be honest with you, Ray, I'm watching that game. And for some reason, I felt like the Broncos may have gone into the locker room and put on the Cowboys uniforms. Like they switched uniforms. <laughs> like this game went the exact opposite of what I had in mind was going to happen. Man, it's crazy. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about the NFL. And, and it's crazy that you and I haven't spoken in literally two weeks. And within those two weeks, you're talking about a true not for long system or syndrome or, or however you want to say it. You know, that's what we've always said with the NFL. We've always said that the NFL stood for not for long, not for long mm-hmm. as a player, not for long as a team at times, not for long as a record sometimes. And this is exactly what we got. You're talking about you and I, we talked about this Dallas game, and I told you, I said, look, one or two things were going to happen in this Dallas game. And, and I and I feel I feel that it happened exactly the way I thought. Now don't don't get me wrong, Broncos country. I'm not saying that I thought that Denver was gonna beat the Cowboys, but I did say this. If you go back and listen, I said this was gonna go one or two ways. I said either the Broncos were gonna go come to Dallas, my hometown and get embarrassed because we just are not that team if the Cowboys are ready to go, ready to play, and and play on all cylinders. Or the Broncos are going to come and embarrass the Cowboys because the Cowboys would take them too lightly and and would basically just roll the star out on the field and think that they could beat the Broncos, which I don't give a damn who you are. I've been on both sides, of and I said this as well, that I've been on both sides of the field. I've been on where I've been the best team on the field and I've been on where I've been the underdog and I've done both things. I've gotten blown out before and I beat a a really, really good team before because that team took us lightly and that team didn't necessarily prepare for us and for who we are. And that team just thought, Hey, you know what? If we just go out and play up to our capabilities, we'll beat the Broncos. That's what the Cowboys felt. And I and I felt that because I'm here in Dallas and I felt that all week. And toward the I, I don't know if you saw my text. Toward the end of the week, I started taking bets. I took all bets. After our show, I took all bets that the Broncos were going to beat the Cowboys. And the reason why I did was because I saw the players in the city. 
which I, I live here. So I saw the players right. going out. I saw the players hanging out. And I saw the players' confidence, cocky level to 1,000. And I said, mm -hmm. oh, they're in trouble. I said, they are in trouble. I said, because one, the Broncos need a victory in the worst, worst way. And, 100%. and the Broncos had the capability of doing something to the Cowboys that I felt no other team did. And finally, Shermer, which I never thought he would, finally looked at film the way I looked at film and said the Cowboys were lighting the ass. They're fast. <laughs> you know, they're fast. Don't get me wrong. They got talent all over the field. They're fast. They, they can run to the ball. But with a team like that, I learned this from Mike Shanahan. With a team like that, you don't run away from them. You don't run play action. You run right at their ass. When they're light and fast, you make them do what they don't want to do. What they don't want to do is get in a big-time physicality part, you know, game. And the Broncos did that. Took it right to them. And, and the Cowboys weren't ready, man. They weren't ready. And, and one thing I saw about the, the Cowboys was they adjusted. Don't get me wrong. They adjusted. But we were also lucky. Like, that mm -hmm. first half, we caught them off guard. We definitely caught them off guard. We, we hit them in the mouth. And, and they staggered. They weren't knocked out, but they staggered. And, and we jumped on top of them. Here's the play that got them. Was when we came out, they were ready to go. They were ready to come back and get into the game. They blocked the punt. Our special teams let us down again. Almost. Yep. They blocked that punt. And that, that block punt would have put them right back in the game. And it would have been a hell of a battle at that point. But when we blocked the punt and <laughs> accidentally got the punt back uh, off of it, touching their hand and we, you know, us recovering, our punt, look, our damn special teams let us down and picked us up all at the same play without doing it on purpose. But yep. that play right there was the turning play of the game. That play is what took the Cowboys out of it. It took all the momentum back to the Broncos, and it took all – it just deflated the Cowboys. And the Cowboys are not – here's the problem with the Cowboys. They're, they're a big-time team. They're a great, talented team. But they are not mature enough. That's what's going to give them problems is if they get into a situation like they did – they are not mature enough to get back together again and say, hey, we can still do this. They had that one shot for a comeback. And once that happened, we, once that didn't work out for them, the Broncos just, just really jumped all over. So yeah. big time win, big time win. And, and, and I, I would love to talk about it a, a lot more. But, hey, just like the NFL, it's not for long. We went out and we went from beauty to the beast in, in a matter of 14 days. So I, I want to close the Cowboys game was, look, we went out there. We got us a great win, brother. And, and, and everybody played well as far as we had to. We had to. The coaches right. coach, you know, as good as I've seen them coach all year as far other than the special teams, of course. But but Shermer called him. You got to give him credit. And I, and I want to do that on our show. You know, I don't want to I don't want to gloss over, you know, his the job he did on that day. Mm -hmm. On that day, Shermer called a hell of a game, called a hell of a game. He kept the Cowboys off balance. He ran the ball down the throats. He, he play action pass. He threw the ball deep. Teddy played a great game. Teddy, mm -hmm. Teddy, they, they attacked Diggs the right way with double moves. 
that I mean they did everything that they were supposed to do in order to win that game. And and kudos to them. They did it. I, I don't know how much more you want to say about that game, but I was I was I, I was proud. I was look, I, I was ecstatic. I got to wear my jersey up to my restaurant for a week. I collected my money. I went to Vegas. So they did me, <laughs> they did me very well on that week. But once again, I'll say NFL, not for yeah. long. So go ahead. I want to kind of just uh you're right, Pat Shermer did have a good game plan. And I and it was funny for me because We've been preaching it on this show every week. Run the ball, run the ball, yes. run the ball. Teddy had a perfect game for Teddy. 19 for 28, 249, one touchdown. That's a great day for Teddy Bridgewater. No interceptions. That's what you want from him. Right. But Javante Williams wins rookie of the week with 111 yards, no touchdown, 17 carries. So we literally had and 38 you're about, carries. You're talking about some runs. Now, that's one thing. I'm glad you brought that up. Because I don't want to leave that young man out. Let me tell you, Javante Williams has been a super, super, super stud for a rookie. I mean, he's had yes. one of the best rookie running back campaigns that I've seen as far as not necessarily in the yards and in the stats, but as far as applying pressure and as far as giving the world to take notice that I am an NFL capable running back. I'm Devontae Williams. Recognize, look, put some respect on my name. <laughs> and he's done that. And he does exactly what you said. That he runs downhill and his legs never stop. And the, the cool thing about watching him run the ball is that the offensive line knows that he's not just going to go down. And they'll get in those piles. And, I mean, they do it all the time for him. And let me tell you, there, there, is, there is a certain aura about the person you have playing next to you or playing behind you. You play differently towards different people. And, and we're, t- we're, we're beginning to see this with Devontae Williams. We're beginning to see the offensive line, in my opinion, when they know he's back there, they block harder. They mm-hmm. sustain blocks a little longer. They take they mm-hmm. put a little effort, extra effort out. You know why? Because they know that guy is back there. They know, hey man, if I just put a, a get get this guy as as my my guy Gail Sanders would say, if I get this guy six inches of daylight, he's taking it. And 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 yep. I just it just seems to me that and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that they don't block as hard for Gordon or whatever, but for some reason. It just seems like when they feel Williams back there, they know that he's going to give every damn ounce of energy he has, and I feel like they give it to. I do, too. So last thing on that game, you know, Dak Prescott's coming in off an injury. You know, anybody, even superstars, have have a rough day. The one thing that kind of didn't sit well with me, and I wanted to ask you if this was true because you're in Dallas, Amari Cooper came out and said, you know, basically me and C.D. Lamb, man, we were like, we shouldn't have been playing, you know. Our legs weren't under us, and I'm like, right. "What? Well, come on, here's man." Here's the thing: like I said, I knew the Cowboys were in trouble because they were coming off a bye, and I saw what they did on that bye. They was partying, mm-hmm. having a good time. They didn't give a damn about the Broncos. They looked at they had two bye weeks. That's the way they were looking yeah. at it. They were like, "Hey, we got one bye week. We have another bye week to get back ready to play these other teams." 
not knowing that, you know, the Broncos came out on a day. And, and, and history shows you. You know, another reason why I went ahead and bet for the, with the Broncos. Hell, they couldn't beat me. The Cowboys couldn't beat me when I played for the Broncos. I mean, they hadn't beat the Broncos in the last six, seven, eight tries for whatever reason. The, 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 the Big D has always resided in Denver. When it came to that's true. And when it came to Dallas versus the, the Broncos, Dallas versus Denver, Denver always was the big D. So, I mean, hey, they can say what they want. They got their ass kicked. And and at the end of the day, there's no excuses. I'm I'm one of those guys. My tagline is straight with no chaser, and I'm gonna give it to you straight with no chaser, good, bad, or indifferent. Cowboys got the ass kicked. They were embarrassed. That's why they came out and played the way they did the next week. Because trust me, I'm here in Dallas all week. Boy, they couldn't even go out. They couldn't even go out. They couldn't. They had to order food. Look, they Uber eats in for that week. <laughs> they did because they they couldn't show their faces because everybody saw them out. Everybody saw them having a good time. Everybody saw them get their ass kicked. Period. At home. So for the next week, you gotta hide your belly. You know what I'm saying? You gotta hide your hide your face. It's one of those words, Waddle. You know, we could we couldn't find them out because they knew what happened. They came out and now they did what they were supposed to do as a good team. I, I've already told you. I told you that they were a good team before. They rebounded. They are. They rebounded and and they kicked the hell out of the you know the Falcons at home, which is what they were supposed to do. Now us on the other hand, after come on now, oh. yeah. I, after that, what we were supposed to do, we were supposed to take. That that victory, I'm sorry, I'm checking out my screen here. I lost you for a minute. Hold on. We, yeah, no, victory, you know. Yeah, we were supposed to against take the that. Cowboys, the best victory in like three years, probably, right? Oh, for sure. Without a doubt. And 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 you were supposed to take that victory and rebound, you know, or or, or build on it. You know, that was a victory that we all thought, hey, we're gonna take this and and we're gonna really, really, really say. This is our team. This is the type of team we're supposed to be. This is the type of team we're capable of. All those things that you say after a big-time victory and, and go on to the next week. And, and, boy, like I said, you're talking about beauty and the beast. <laughs> we went from yeah. a beautiful morning, a beautiful day, to as ugly as you could get in this game on a bunch of different levels. And, and, and how do you want to approach it? Because, man, I, I got a bunch to say. Let's go. <laughs> it was like Armageddon for the Broncos fans. It's like this this record that the Broncos have, it started off with really easy games, and it's just been a struggle since then. And I don't know what's real and what's not with the Denver Broncos right now. I mean, I think that uh, George Payton's done a great job bringing players in, even the young players coming in like Weatherly and them playing on defense. I mean, he's done a great job, I, you know, I want to blame it all on the coaching staff, but I don't know if I can do that. I go, it's it, for me, Ray, and for, for Broncos country, it just looks like a mess. And I, I don't know if there's any fix in any of this. I mean, it's uh, not all the players. Well, no, no, it's definitely not all the players. This is, this is, especially this, this specific game, the way yes. it, this was a team effort of, of disarray. I mean, this was mm -hmm. a team effort of, as I said, <laughs> I, I told myself this, and, 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 I, and I tell people all the time, I, I love the song that Beyonce and Nicki Minaj has out, or had out, mm -hmm. you know, very, went to the top 10 and all that. And it's a song called Feeling Myself. 
I'm feeling myself. And that's exactly what the Broncos did. They went and kicked the Cowboys' butt, and they came back to Denver. Everybody patting them on their back. And, and I think they looked in the mirror and stuff, feeling themselves. They feeling themselves. You know, and I'm like, man, you got a 24-hour window to, to get that victory, love that victory, party from that victory, and throw that victory out the window and start to go. And I don't think they did that. And that lets you know that we're not a good team. <laughs> Point blank period. Right. Straight with no chaser. That lets you know we are not a good team because a good team, being a good team means that you can consistently do good things on and off the field, consistently have energy, consistently have enthusiasm, consistently have a great game plan, consistently coach, consistently give effort, consistently play hard, consistently know your assignment. Those are things that good teams do. And the key word is consistently. We are not a good team. Let's just be real, straight with no chaser. We can put together a good plan, a good week, and have a good performance, but we're not a good team because we can't do it consistently, week in and week out. Well, you know, Broncos country, you know, before we get to Teddy, we're they're, they're always talking about the quarterback. We've always been looking for the quarterback. I've heard a lot of people complain about the Justin Fields and, and Mac Jones and you know, not taking those guys, but it's funny. I've seen a lot of players in the past three to five years come through Denver and still have successful careers on the other side. And you're like, why, why couldn't they do that as a Bronco? Is it possible that with the current situation, you know, whether it's ownership, coaching, whatever, that they just don't have the capacity to teach these players right, how how to build them up, how, you know, just just how to school these guys. Because I, I think if Mac Jones came to Denver right now, I don't think he would be Mac Jones like he is with the Patriots. Same thing with the Hell rest no. of them, like Josh Allen. Would Josh Allen be what Josh Allen is? And, I don't and, think and so. that's the thing that people have to understand is that when you come into the NFL, especially as a quarterback and especially as a young quarterback, this is a marriage. It's a total. It's mm-hmm. a total marriage. It's just like in a relationship. If if your marriage, if your wife or, or, or the husband doesn't have the capability to support the wife and, and give her the things she needs to blossom and to be her best self, she's not going to be. The marriage is going to be bad. If you're not, you know, supporting her right. If you're not financially supporting her, mentally supporting her, emotionally supporting, all of that stuff comes in a marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Being a quarterback. On a rookie, as a rookie on a team, it's a marriage. It's a marriage. And if we don't have the right quarterback coach, the right offensive coordinator, the right head coach, the right players around, the right support, all of that stuff comes into play if you're going to be a good quarterback your rookie year. Like Mac Jones, he has Bill Belichick. He has surrounding players. He has a great play caller. He has a great innovator when it comes to plays and, and creating things and getting guys up. We don't have that here. Let's let's call it no. what it is. Let's call a spade a spade. Shermer would have killed that kid. If that kid yes. would have came here, that kid would have got the shit kicked out of him. Period. I think he would have looked just like Drew Locke. He would have, I mean, it would have been Drew Locke 2.0. He would have been scared to death after his third game. <laughs> Period. Yes. So let's throw that crap out of the window about, you know, bringing one of those guys in and what they could have done as a Bronco because under this current regime, I'm just going to be straight with no chaser. 
we wouldn't have had a chance in hell. We wouldn't have had a chance. Sherman has proven that he is not that guy. Period. No. He's not uh-uh. that guy. He's not innovative. He, he's not creative. He, he ain't the guy that can get the players enthused and 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 exploding with energy. And neither is Fangio. Fangio, for whatever reason, I feel he's he's a. Uh, in my opinion, now this is just crop thirty nine at slick pick six thirty nine opinion. I just feel he's a great coordinator. He's a Wade Phillips. Mm-hmm. He's a Wade yep. Phillips. He's a great coordinator. He's a great coordinator, not a head coach. And some, mm-hmm. and it's okay. It's okay sure. to find out that I'm a great. Hey, Vance Joseph found that out. Hey, I'm a great coordinator. I'm a so-so head coach. And I'm glad they got the opportunity. I'm glad they got a chance to get paid, you know, the big bucks for for one contract or whatever, because it helps you greatly financially. And they deserve it. You know, when you when you have been an extraordinary coordinator or a great coordinator for a number of years, you deserve that opportunity to feed your family at least once, at least once, (laughs) you know, And, and and I'm saying it for real, at least once. You deserve to get that four-year, $20 million, four-year, $16 million contract or whatever the number is with Vance and with him and with uh, Anthony Lynn. You deserve it. Get it, pack that money up, save it, and go back to being a coordinator and go back to making a bill, a million and a half, maybe two million. You know, if you're the top-tier coordinator, go back to making that money and and finish your career out. You deserve, we found out. He's not that guy. Mm-hmm. He's not that guy. He can't get the players enthused. He he can't mm-hmm. he, he can't get himself. You know, it's just too many things. Sometimes for a head coach, you start you have to navigate too many different waters. Some people are really yeah. good at it, multitasking, and some people are not. Wade Phillips was not good at it. <laughs> Fangio not good at it. Vance Joseph not good at it. I mean, just call it what it is, and and and, and you know, leave it there. We have to get a head coach and an offensive coordinator in here that's capable, that's capable of bringing excitement, enthusiasm, creativity, and and bringing this thing up to the twenty first century. And then yeah. we'll be ready. Do you to know, play. do you know who might be able to do it? Because you know what, Ray, you said it. Vance Joseph didn't do well. Quinn didn't do very well. But let me tell you, sometimes the second time around. They figure it out. Yeah. And I think, I think Dan Quinn possibly may be one of those guys because what he's done with that Dallas defense and not just how they played on the field, dude, they look like a total team. They're playing for each other. It's a whole different attitude than last year. And really, that's a, pretty and, much everything to do with Dan Quinn. And, and, and then let's, let's just be real. It's one thing to say sometimes the second time around they figure it out. This had Dan Quinn won with the Falcons. He went to the Super Bowl. Yes. It's not like he didn't win. I mean, we're, we're not like we're talking about retreading the tire. They got the shit kicked out of him. I mean, he would have been a Super Bowl champion had it not been for his offensive coordinator at the time. And you have to give it Shanahan. I'm sorry. I don't know what the hell he was thinking. Man, run the damn ball. Run the ball 99 times and, and because you would have had 99 problems, but a win wouldn't have been won if you'd have ran hey, the ball. <laughs> Just Can period. I tell you a funny story about that? So I'm doing a Super Bowl party with one of the old stations I was on, and it was packed. There were hundreds of people in there. It was the, the gold room. And all week, I was taking bets. 
Every, I was like Patriots all week. And then we watched that game and people were trolling me. And I was like, I doubled down and I took a little spiral out just like this one. And I go, I've still taken all the bets man, all the way through. Cause I was in for a penny in for a pound. Right. Yeah, Yeah. And I had so much money on that thing that people were leaving the door, putting cash on, on the table. Yeah, man. It was, <laughs> they were, I was so lucky. I was afraid, man. I was, you know how much money I would have lost? Man, There's man. still people that owe me money it for was, that. Dude, it, but, was, it was a debacle for sure. It was a, here's a, the funny thing. You know, Dan Quinn, you know what? It's hard to shake a Super Bowl like that. That is literally one of the worst defeats in NFL history. It'll go down in history as one of the defeats. Sure. Let's, Let's move this over to uh, to to the Denver Broncos. So we all both agree that Eagles debacle. They just went back to the crap that they were doing early on. Here's the thing. I've been watching sports in Denver all my life. I've seen a lot of good things. I've seen a lot of bad things. I've seen a lot players do some stupid things here and there in my whole time as a sports fan in Colorado. I can't think of a time I saw anybody do anything kind of as egregious to the game yeah. as what Teddy Bridgewater did on Sunday. Yeah, and, and, and here's the thing. I, I, I put this out there, and, and, I, and I stand firm on my tweet that I put out, that I, I put out from the naked eye when I first saw it. Teddy, you couldn't play with me, for me, doing that bullshit. You no right. way, no how. And I, and I stand firm on that. I stand 1,000% firm on that. Now, now here's the thing. Let, let, let's go back through it. Okay? Okay. The Philadelphia game, they they they, they went to bed, man. They peed themselves. I mean, they went out, and and, and 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 that's how I know, one, that we're not a good team. Two, that's how I know we're not a good coach team as far mm-hmm. as preparation and, and how to, to gain momentum off of a big-time win and how to catapult your team and your players up to another stratosphere. We don't have that, and, and we need that. You need that to, to, as far as your coaching staff, how to rebound and all that stuff like the Cowboys did, how to bounce back. out. We, we, we're not that. We don't have that. So let's just call that what it is and get it out there. We went back to, to, to the same type of dull, boring football, and the sad thing about it, it was at home against a team that was a very, very, very beatable team. Very beatable team. They came out, they ran the ball down our throats. They they did to us what we did to Dallas at home. Good teams don't get that done to them after performing the way we did in Dallas. So we're not a good team. We're just not good enough yet. I mean, just period. We're, we're not good enough coaches yet, and we're not good enough prepared and, and players yet. We we need some, you know, we need some help in certain positions. And so that's what makes this even worse, what Teddy did. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, you're fighting tooth and nail for your lives. One, the reason why we know we're not a good team, let's let's let's, let's replay that moment. Let's replay because just like the Dallas game, all games have moments, especially when you're on the borderline of being a decent team. There's always a defining moment in a game that you win or lose. The defining moment was the punt for us last week that didn't go Dallas's way, that we we it went our way and kept our momentum going, and we ended up winning. The defining moment was the fourth and one for us here. We got the momentum yep. back. We're at home. We're finally starting to play. We're finally getting in a, in a decent rhythm. 
It's fourth and one. Here's the two things, in my opinion. One, we're not coached well enough. In that situation, I don't give a damn about what you say, how you say it. Williams is getting that ball for me. Because, Thank you. Because I know, for one, just like I said earlier, I feel the line, for whatever reason, blocks better, blocks harder, with more effort, all of that, more energy, when Williams in the, is in the backfield. So as a coach, my job as a coach is put my damn best option out there in a pivotal moment. It's fourth and one. Williams is getting that ball for me. I don't care. Come hell or high water, that's who's getting the ball, period. So that's one thing. Gordon fumbles too damn much. Fumbles too much, yep. and it's too much to chance. And just quite frankly, he doesn't hit the holes as explosive and hard enough for me. I mean, he he finds angles. He's a he's a good running back. He still has you know good eyesight and all that. He still can make plays, but he's just not explosive as I would want him to be in that situation. So that's coaching, and that's on Fangio, and that's on Shermer because Shermer may have ran Gordon out or ran a play in. If I'm the head coach, I'm vetoing that shit. I'm, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, I'm in the headphone. The same way I've wasted timeouts on dumbass challenges and all that stuff, <laughs> I would have called a timeout and said, hey, if we're going to go for this thing, we're going to put the hearts in there. So that's yep. one thing. So it didn't go that way. And then once you make the dumb mistake as coach and, and Gordon makes the dumb mistake as a player and fumbles and all that stuff, then – you still have a chance. You still have a chance because we're still in the game. And now mm-hmm. comes Teddy. Now comes Teddy. I'm I, my my thing was, dude. I don't care how many injuries you've had. I don't care what situation you've been in before. You have to know the magnitude of the moment. You have to know the magnitude of the moment. The magnitude of the moment is this: we are going for it on fourth and one, trying to keep momentum and all of that stuff. It goes disarray. This guy, Slade, picks up the ball. I see guys chasing, guys diving, and all that stuff for him. And here you go. You're right here in position. In your mind, something told you, don't give an effort. Right. Don't give an effort at all. Damn, don't make the play. Damn, don't make the tap. No, don't give an effort. And this is what makes it bad, is that People have been saying, hey, why wasn't Gordon fumbling the ball magnitude more than Teddy not tackling? Who cares? Well, here's the reason why. Because 98% of the people in this world can't do, even though Gordon didn't do it to, to our liking or didn't do it you know, to, to a, a, a high running back standard at that play, but 98% of us can't play running back in the NFL. Period. Sure. That's straight. 99.9. Exactly. That's straight with no chaser. Right? Sure. So, mm-hmm. okay, he fumbled. We, I hate it. I'm pissed. All of that stuff. But at the end of the day, the reason why Teddy was magnified and was is labeled more egregious than fumbling, because 1,000% of us can give a damn effort. Period. Thank you. 1,000%. I don't give a damn what field you in. I don't care what position you play. I don't... I, a guy in a wheelchair would have gave more effort than Teddy to make that play. He would have rolled his wheelchair in front of the guy. Period. You know, the funny thing is, is if you look at it, he didn't really, he could have literally maybe just grabbed the Dude, shoulder he pad. He, he didn't have to, to slow him down. Everybody's talking about, oh, yeah. he's been hurt. He didn't have to 
chop the guy's legs. He didn't have to no. extend. He didn't have to lunge. And I, now, I'll, I tell people like this, and, and I, like I say, I'm a fair guy when I, when I do my assessments and when I do my analysis. I'm a fair guy. Everybody's comparing it to the Cam Newton. It's no comparison. It's no comparison. No, not even Cam close. Cam Newton doing that Super Bowl. Now, mind you, would I have liked, if I'm on his team, would I have liked Cam Newton to dive out there and get in that scrum for that football? It's the damn Super Bowl. Hell yeah. Yes. But I also would say this. Cam would have had to dive head first into mm-hmm. that scrum with guys diving in at the same time. He could have got concussed. He could have. It was it was a hell of a hell of a different situation. Totally different situation. Totally different. He had a and so, he had a bunch of lions oh down there God. about ready to rip exactly. him up. Yeah. You had you were you would have you would have literally just you know using your analogy is perfect. You would have literally had to be a piece of meat diving in the lions den. You probably yep. was not going to survive that thing. Just put yep. point blank period. So that's a totally different situation. So stop freaking comparing that bull crap. I hate when people do that. Teddy, all he had to do was put two hands out, grab the guy's shoulder pads. You might not have made the tackle, but you damn sure would have slowed him down. Period. Someone would have caught him. You would, Here's the funny thing. There's not a lot ahead, of chance of injury in that situation. If you just no. lassoed a guy, if you just two hands, you could have did what I did when I was a kid, when I first learned how to play tackle. I grabbed two heads and wrapped my legs around the guy. You could have got him down. <laughs> Period. You know, the funny thing is here in Denver, um, one of Denver's favorite sons, Terrell Davis, his career basically ended running down a uh, an interception. I mean, exactly. you know, but once again, you know, different scenario. Terrell was coming from a different angle, had to dive at yep. the guy and chop his leg, all that stuff. It was a different but it was situation. all effort, but it was effort, period. And, and the and other effort what? is and guess what? Let what? me tell you this. This is the thing about effort. And I tell people all the time, most of the time, when you make great effort, even when things go wrong, it goes right. Because Terrell made that great effort, he's in the Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall of Fame. Because you know what? Everybody looks at that and say, that guy was having a great career and on an extra, extra ordinary effort play got hurt and, and his career was short. Man, that put him in the Hall of Fame as well because they was like, you can't you can't doubt the guy. You know, you can't you know doubt the, the guy. The other funny thing that has come up is this uh video of Peyton Manning throwing his body at Calais Campbell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean I'm like you know, that's Peyton Manning. Yeah. Like Teddy Bridgewater waters ten times more athletic than Peyton Manning is. Way more athletic and, and way less cachet. <laughs> way <laughs> less cachet. You. you know, so don't compare all that stuff. During that time, I said exactly what I said, and I said also this. I said, All y'all who's defending Teddy are gonna look like fools when Teddy sees that on film and, and mm-hmm. has to come back and say, I effed up. I effed up. And that's all he could say because there are some plays in a game that we as players, we see it differently while it's happening. Then we see it on mm-hmm. film and we say, oh, shit, what was I thinking? And that's exactly yeah. what I said Teddy would do. I said, y'all trying to defend Teddy. You, you should wait until Teddy try to defend himself because he's not going to be able to. He's going to see that play on film and he's going to have to come right back in front of everybody and say, I fucked up. Excuse my language. I messed up. I messed yes. up. 
I I did not give effort on that play, and I should have. And and call it what it is, and walk away with it. Now, here's the one thing that I'm, I'm gonna tell Broncos country is this: I don't agree with them acting like he robbed a bank or he killed 15 <laughs> nurses or he. Excuse my language. I, I, I'm not you know, like he went out and, and raped somebody. And I, he didn't do that. He didn't do that. No. So quit acting like he's the worst person on the world and he's just a horrific human being and all of that stuff because he didn't he's give, not on the most wanted exactly, list right because now. he didn't give effort on one play. I'm not going to do that to the kid. Now, could he play for, with me and for me giving that kind of effort? Hell no. So I expect it to be different. But I'm not going to really cue the guy. I, I, you know, I'm a Christian guy, even though I cussed a little bit today. Uh, look, I give him grace and mercy on that play because I know as a player how he felt. I know he looked at that play and said, man, this is the most embarrassing moment for the Bridgewater family. Forget the Denver Broncos. I mean, you know, yeah. I, never mind you that the Broncos. It's embarrassing are, for mama and them if I'm going to take There you it. go. It's embarrassing <laughs> for mama and them. He had to take that to mama and them. And, and believe me, <laughs> mama and them ain't going to let you get off with that. So, oh, no. So I'm going I'm to end it at that. I'm going to say it was the most, it was, a, it was a, the worst play in Teddy's life. And even, you know, worse than, than the injuries. Because at least during the injuries, he was giving effort. It was, yeah. It was the worst play that he would ever have to have, you know, in his career. And I guarantee uh-huh. you he would, he would do something different. So I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. But it's just show, what it does. It shows me where we are as a team and where we Let are me as ask a coaching staff. Let me ask you this: I've never been, um, I've never been an NFL player, but I have been in work situations where people have done the uh, business decision in a business way, if you know what I mean. Right. And after that happened, I don't quite trust them as much. Well, see, after that you know it's and, like and, and, we can still work together but i always have that that doubt in my mind is that does, is see, the that, locker room going to be like no, that a little bit no not at all not at all because here's, okay. here's the thing here is the thing you 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 have to you have to put things in the in the right scenario i don't know what what job or what the person did you know on the job that you were on it all depends there's levels to this you know there's mm-hmm. levels to this now if teddy if Teddy would have, as we say, would have cheated, cheated us, you know, in that play, he didn't give effort. He cheated himself more than he cheated us. Now, if he purposely threw interceptions or or he, okay. or he shaved points or something like that, then you don't trust the kid. But he just he, he just didn't give effort on a situation. And, and he had a lapse. He had a lapse. I mean, that happened. Hell, I've had a lapse before on a play where I'm, I'm kind of running, thinking, hey, so-and-so is going to tackle this kid. Oh, <laughs> shit. He didn't tackle him. Now, now, you know, you know what I'm saying? I've had that. So, yeah. so I've been there. I know it wasn't as egregious because, you know, it wasn't in that situation. But I've been running backside, running over. Matter of fact, I'll tell you the exact play one uh, it was uh, in the playoff game. Excuse me. I got to sneeze. <laughs> I got my air on. Yeah, I got my air on high. But uh, in the playoff game, I, I pull my hamstring. So it's a similar situation. I pull my hamstring. Uh, I come. I miss these games. I come back. We're playing Baltimore. I'm the backside corner. 
Shannon Sharp on that play that, that Terrell Buckley dropped the interception and bounced in Shannon's head and Shannon runs down the sideline for the touchdown. Yeah. On that play, I'm backside. I'm running. And now, mind you, I, I'm not eight, I'm not 100%. I'm probably 80% on my hamstring. I'm running, and, and I'm running in that direction. I see Terrell about to get the interception. So I'm slowing down. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm celebrating a pick interception. All of a sudden, he drops it and bounces off his chest and hits Shannon. Shannon takes it, and I, you know, and I didn't give a hundred percent effort because I'm like, oh, it was. So I had that. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I've had that when I thought, hey, somebody else is going to make this play. It's going to be great. That's what Teddy thought. Teddy thought, hey, I'm here, but if I kind of turn it back, somebody else will make the play. It'll be great. And it didn't work out that way. Now he looks like a fool. I I trust <laughs> the guy more that he'll make a better decision. And, and he'll give better effort than I do a guy who who point shades or, or who, you know, purposely throws interceptions or purposely fumbles, you know, something like that. So, I, no, I, I would trust the kid. I would just say this. Yes, the whole locker room will ridicule him for a week. <laughs> they, yeah. And, and they'll, they'll, you know, there will be some, some times at practice where somebody uh, uh, walk. And stop and be like, I just did a Teddy. You know, they're gonna mess with it. They're gonna mess no, with it. No, we do that already. Yeah, they're gonna mess with it. So so he's gonna You wanna be- hear something? Wanna hear something funny? So Mark Slayer tells this story. He said every time there was a pick thrown in a game, he would act like he was give, given effort, but then he would do his best to run out of the frame of the camera so it's yeah. not on film. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and so so like I said, we've all to a man. To a man, if you play long enough in the NFL, you're going to have one effortless play. I guarantee. Right. You. To a man, so so everybody knows that in that locker room. Everybody knows in that locker room. You know, you 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 can get caught up, and you can give. You know, you'll have a play where where you don't give your all, and and, and you move on. You learn from it. you. You look at yeah. that, and you learn from it. You move on. I guarantee you, he'll be. He'll, look, he may, uh, and, and and you know, I'm not going to put it in the in the atmosphere. I was about to say he may do something, you know, trying to tackle a guy so hard that, that he gives yeah. too much. Don't effort. do that. Yeah. So don't do that. You know, I'm not putting an atmosphere. Yeah. I'm a knock on wood. But it was an ugly play, and and he deserved yeah. all the punishment and all the ridicule that he's getting for this week. For this week. Yes. But that's it. Let's move on. So that's it. <laughs> Denver Broncos. Broncos are on a bye. Before we get into some of the stuff we talked about, I want to I would be remiss if I didn't mention this article because it's one of the best articles I've read all year on the Denver Broncos. It's from uh my friend James Merrillat up at Denver Fan. And here's the title, Ray. In 42 games, Vic Fangio's Broncos have endured 20 embarrassing efforts. So obviously the latest one is the Teddy business decision and you know not just that that was an ugly loss the Denver Broncos losing at home in double digits is is just embarrassing I want to go back to a couple of these and see if you remember them uh here's uh uh okay wait this wait let me find it it was a good one dude and even the Broncos remember last year against the Jets when they when they tried to kill uh Rippon at the end of the game when they were throwing that ball so okay uh, listen to this. The Broncos had ten uh, had more yards and time of possession, committed ten fewer penalties, and were plus four in turnover margins 
against the Raiders last year in week 17 and ended up losing that game. They committed 10 fewer penalties plus foreign turnovers, more time of possession, more yards, and you lose that game. How does that, does that, that sounds impossible. Crazy, crazy, man. And, and I mean, that's, that's like I said, that's where we are as a team. Like that article, I, and I read that article as well. That article. It's really good. Yeah. And it kind of puts the coffin in the nail. I mean, it kind of puts the nail yeah. in the coffin for, for, you know, Fangio. I mean, he's just, guy. he's a great guy. I love the man. Great coordinator. Love the man. He's, he's just not a great head coach, man. And, and at this point, the, the Broncos country and the Denver Broncos deserve a great head coach to turn this thing around because we are already, you know, in disarray in the front office with the ownership and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's a it's a complete a complete turnaround. And, and I wouldn't say a total rebuild because we have some good players. We have some good young players yeah. that are starting. The roster is good. And the roster is, is not a bad roster. You know, do we need some help in certain positions and, and some better players in certain positions? Yeah, but the roster is not in disarray. It's not the Jets sure. roster. You know, it's, it's not a roster. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The roster is, yeah. a, is a roster that we can compete with. Because, hell, think about it. Even with everything that's going on, Broncos country, we are one game out of first place in AFC West. Yes. With everything that's going on, with all the disarray with the coaching with the special teams with the Shermer with the 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 bad play here and there by different players with with the Bridgewater not effort with all of that we're still in the NFL which is not for long and if we come out this week with our heads on fire and I feel look and our ass ready to go and win Mm -hmm. a and win a couple of games we'll be right where we want to be all this will be, you know, you know, which is scary because, you know, then we'll have a decision to make with Fangio if they pull this thing out and, and, and get back in. Damn. And, oh. and get back in the hunt. We can't even talk about that. <laughs> oh, no. no, no. But, but, yeah. but this feeling, what I meant to say is this feeling will be not for long if we come out and perform. You're right. The Denver Broncos are sitting there five and five in the in the cellar only because the Chargers and the Raiders haven't played as many games. Broncos are the only team in the AFC West this week. Chiefs seem like they've steadied the ship and figured some stuff out. Here's the thing about the AFC West this week. The Raiders are at home against the Bengals. Right. That's a losable game for the Raiders. Sure. The Chiefs are at home against the Cowboys. That's a losable I game. I think the Cowboys are going to win that are going to win that game. Sure. Chargers at home against the Steelers. That's a losable game. We don't game. know what ste- Yeah, we don't look, know what Steelers look, team is going to show up. We may end up tied for first by not playing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, and then the best after the happened, bye, they got the Chargers at home. And that's what I'm saying. That's why I said you, 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 all of this, with all that bad stuff, by us not playing, we could end up tied for first. And then we come out and beat the Chargers and be in first place. Exactly. So, so you, that's, that's it. It's crazy. It's crazy how this league happens. Uh, uh, but I tell you this it's been a crazy two weeks. You know, we, we didn't speak. And we, and we, you know, we had a little long show, but we needed it. And, and that's OK. Yeah. And, 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 I'm, and I'm glad we got this because this this to me really epitomizes what the NFL is all about. It's not for yes. long, not for long as a player, not for long as a coach, 
not for long, you know, for wins, not for long for losses. I mean, it's not for long. Unless all, you're the Lions. All you got to do, yeah, exactly. Unless you're the Lions. <laughs> all you got to do is hang on. As your mama used to say, the sun will come out tomorrow. <laughs> you know? It is. Just, just hang on. And we have some cool stuff around the corner, too. So you and I are taking a bye week. We'll be back uh, with the Chargers game. We haven't discussed uh if we're going to do one, we'll, we'll do one, uh, a show before the, 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 uh, the Chargers game. Maybe. Right, right. But we're going to put this on video. Yeah. Ray, you're going to bring, you're going to bring some, uh, some star studded guests to us. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have a Twitch channel, probably be able to take some calls, definitely be able to, to take some texts and some, some messages and all that's coming. So. You know, Ray, we'll uh, leak this out as it goes. And, uh, you know, if you want more information, you just need to follow me on social and all of my socials are Chris Braden live. How can they uh, how can they uh, uh, follow you, Ray? They can get me at slick pick 639. You can get me and that's on Twitter. You can get me at croc 39 on Instagram. And yeah, what, what we're going to do, we're going to take a bye and we're going to do what we hope the Broncos do. We're going to come yes. back bigger, stronger, and, and better than ever. <laughs> that's, Absolutely. that's our goal, and hopefully that's the Broncos' goal. So look here, Broncos country. It's been a crazy two weeks, and I, and I know some things you, you guys need to take a break as well and, and digest mm-hmm. some things. So True. let's all take a break. Let's all breathe, and let's all come back ready to fire this thing up and finish this season off right. Let's all get better, Ray. There you go. Let's just keep getting better, hey, buddy. That's what you do, man. Hey, God, look, every day, today is the day that God has made. Let's rejoice, be glad in it, and get better. Before I let you go, Ray, I want to tell you this. I started following your restaurant on Instagram. <laughs> you sell, I know you sell some bougie here. food, buddy. Uh, yeah. You sell some bougie food. And you know what? Whoever's taking the pictures of the food, you know what? Because, you know, being in media, you and I have seen some ugly pictures of food. Right. You right. know, that people try to put out there. Oh, that's some pretty food, Ray. That's some pretty food. Hey, hey, man, I'm telling you, uh, look, in the atmosphere, it's just as pretty. So come on down and join me. Musume, a kai. Come on down. <laughs> if you're in Dallas, you have some country, koi fish in there. Oh, I, I can get you for you. I can get whatever you need. <laughs> But yeah, Broncos country, if you ever uh, visit to Dallas, come check out my restaurant, Musume Akai. It's a great food, great atmosphere. You enjoy. We'll see you guys in about 10 days. And, yes. and, and, and we mean that, look, figuratively and all of and all everything. We will see you yeah. guys in 10 days. <laughs> I'm excited, man. Ray, hey, good stuff. Thank you. And I'll catch you in 10 days. All right, brother. See ya. See you later. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.